Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching the show called Haven't You Heard? I'm Sakamoto. Sakamoto desu ka? Um, and the Japanese literally means I'm Sakamoto, you know? Which is a better name, in my opinion. <laughs> when have you, um, when did you first find out about Sakamoto? Um, what do you remember first hearing or seeing this? So this was when I used to be on Tumblr. Um, the anime came out in 2016. And that, mm-hmm. that was back when I was on Tumblr. And I kept seeing GIFs of it and like little video clips people would put up. And it looked really, really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. There there were parts mm-hmm. where like, I think Sakamoto's mom was looking for him or something. And he was hiding in like the funniest places. <laughs> uh, and it just looked, you know, lighthearted and and fun. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you remember? Oh, pretty much the same thing. Okay. Just, I, I, I think that this is another skit show, kind of like, kind of like, kind of like daily. Nichijou. What was it? Daily Lives of High School Boys. No, that's different. Is it? I mean, it is a skit show. It's not. There are all sketch shows. <laughs> Anyways, so the are we already basically know that the premise of this one is that all of the bits are going to be about about Sakamoto. him getting into absurd situations and then right. coming out of them perfectly. It is a very interesting plot in that, like he is supposed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. People are always saying that you shouldn't make your main character perfect, but what if that's the like? <laughs> what if you did though? What if you did though? The the part of the plot synopsis on Wikipedia is, um, despite the strange situations he may be in, Sakamoto always manages to emerge in absolute perfection, and as a result, makes himself seem even cooler. <laughs> There's no going down for this guy. Yeah, so it's just like people will like prank him and stuff and try to make him seem uncool but no matter what he's always comes out shining and i'm i definitely would be the kind of person to be like now what do i have to do to make you look uncool i'm gonna try Mm -hmm. it have you ever known anybody in your life to appear to be perfect no (laughs) no never never you've never even idealized that someone is perfect uh, I mean, like, my grandma, I guess. Does that count? <laughs> it's not really the same thing. <laughs> oh, well. Have you? Uh, hmm. Perfect. Hmm, perfection. I don't know. Maybe I was too self-absorbed. <laughs> Aha, the perfect person was yourself all along. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, yeah, the other skit shows, that's that's the main thing that makes this one different, I guess. The other skit shows is the main characters getting into shenanigans, and this one is other characters trying to get this character into shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, although I am wondering if it's going to be... Um, because I'm not like super into Nichijou because it leans less more towards slice of life for me, even though it is funny. I'm wondering mm. if I'm actually going to 
like it as a comedy thing or lean towards indifference because it is a slice of life thing. Mm, I think that this one will be more up your alley. I can predict that already. <laughs> well, uh, let's go ahead and get into it then. I This is kind of a short opening, but as far as Wikipedia is concerned, there's not much going on. Are you worried about this show? Are you worried about yourself? Are you worried, worried about anything? <laughs> Maybe you're Sakamoto. Oh no, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the answer I should have said. What's the answer you should have said? That I sometimes think that you're perfect. That's gross and sappy. Yeah, it's just a dating thing. <laughs> gross. Nah. Alright, uh, let's go watch the show. She'll never say that I'm perfect. <laughs> bon appetit! She's so critical. Save me. That was really good. It was really good. Why is it that whenever you pick something at random, uh, it's really good, but when I pick something at random, it's really bad? I That's not necessarily always true. Okay, well, that's how it feel like right at this moment. <laughs> um, so... What did you think of Sakamoto? Sakamoto was really fun the person not the show oh the person the person yeah um at first i believed that he was just like oblivious to everything that was going on around him like he was an oblivious weirdo and then he was just like accidentally like super popular and accidentally solving everyone's problems um yeah but you, but you turned me on to the evidence that he was more manipulative but in a positive way like more cunning more capable of planning yeah i um i think manipulative as a word has a lot of ne negative connotations but whenever i use it i mean it like literally mm -hmm. like you are manipulating people in a way that makes them do a thing that they weren't intending to do mm -hmm. which <laughs> i mean is definitely what he's doing he's using his manipulation powers for good Right, so in the first episode, um, due to a series of events, there is a fire and they are accidentally locked in the classroom. And he just does this move and the other boys that are in there with him are like, oh, he's trying to put out the fire by stepping back and forth real quick and making a breeze or whatever. And they get really competitive and they start doing it with him. Mm -hmm. But then it turns um, out that... <laughs> They're just stomping on the floor above the faculty room and a teacher comes up and saves them. Yeah, like his actual plan was to make noise and he and and he got everyone else to help him, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, to, on, the, on that on that note, basically, like uh, every episode has like two stories in it in the like two halves of the episode. Um, and sometimes a an interstitial yeah which it feels a lot to me like an adaptation of the manga chapters but um yeah probably it 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 feels like a much faster show like those 11 minute cartoons that are much more digestible 
Yeah, it's it's like watching Star vs. the Forces of Evil, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm I'm only watching, you know, 12 minute bits, but because those bits go by so fast, the whole like hour and a half that we're watching the show feels faster. Right. Um, and in that first bit, as it was going for most of it, it felt like if the, if the person you were watching it with had like no idea what um, the Sakamoto uh, enemy was about, if they had had no preparation, then they probably would have thought that it was the start to like a much more serious show. <laughs> Oh yeah, the opening has like a really cool and like dramatic theme song. Yeah, it's still a little goofy though in the visuals. Sakamoto pretending to be yeah. a star with his broom. Yeah, well, and that's the fun thing is, so the whole show is Sakamoto is like cool and aloof, and no one qu- really knows what his plans are, but it always ends up working for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the opening, you've got this super dramatic song and you get all these cool shots of Sakamoto, but you also get him like playing with a broom, pretending to play guitar or sing or, you know, you get like this weird nerdy side of him. Yeah, it's that. Though he is pretty weird throughout the show. Mm-hmm. It's that contrast between a stoic perfection and the silly situations that is what makes this show just like really fun to watch yeah and so when we were reading the the premise of the show they were saying like oh the classmates would prank him to see if they could trip him up or whatever i thought it was going to be more of a oh sakamoto's so cool like does he ever fail let's see if we can you know make him look uncool for fun or whatever but this in the show it's more like um I hate Sakamoto because he is so perfect and I am jealous and I'm going to like in the first episode, they were like, Oh, we're going to beat him up. Right. It's not like a harmless curiosity. It's much more pointed and serious, which uh, is what makes like how dramatic and seriously everybody else is taking it compared to how silly and like completely unfazed Sakamoto is. Uh, Yeah. And and it's just like there is this another like huge contrast. Everyone in the show is drawn like a human being and they act like a human being. Mm. And Sakamoto is the epitome of like perfect anime boy. He looks way more anime than everyone else and he does these like physics defying moves. Yeah, everyone's drawn pretty realistically except for him. He's a bit more um idealized. Mm-hmm. Although that does make all of the high schoolers look like 30-year-olds by anime standards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird, but I can deal with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Better than 10-year-olds, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, the real fun of the show is just how it is always unexpected, how it's always, like, surprising you. Like, it comes up with these problems, and, like, I don't think I ever properly predicted how Sakamoto was going to solve the issue. It was always fun to see what he comes up with. Yeah, I think the closest I got was, so because there are, each episode is kind of split in half when he's solving a problem in each half, um, there were like six 12-minute bits that we watched. Mm -hmm. Um, So the closest I got to predicting what was going to happen was in the bit where uh, a kid at school is being bullied to like give up his money for protection or whatever, and... um, 
Sakamoto makes it very clear that he's not going to fight anybody. He's like, no, this is your problem. Solve it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, and... He's a thinker, not a lover. <laughs> and and what happens is, basically, he, like, teaches the... Not even on purpose. I think this is one of the times where, like, it's kind of on purpose, but also kind of happens accidentally. Mm-hmm. Like, his friend learns the value of, like, hard work and um being proud of yourself and and protecting what you've what you've made yourself yeah i think that one of the uh elements of what keeps this show like um what's the word for when it 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 keeps and grabs your attention keeps the show well anyways (laughs) I don't know what you're going Anyways, for. but one of the things that like holds your interest when you're watching this show is that mystery, that enigma of like what's going on in Sakamoto's head. Right, because you Sakamoto, out of every single character, even though he's the main character, you get everyone else's like inner dialogue except for his. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone falls in love with him. Yeah, but not like. Yeah, even, like, just all of his classmates think he's cool and amazing, basically. As long as they've interacted with him for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's people that don't know him that hate him. Yeah. All we really know about Sakamoto is that he's extremely studious and he is gentle to animals. Yeah, so he likes animals. He gets hundreds on all of his tests because you can't be less than perfect if you have bad grades, I guess. <laughs> I mean, nope. Um, well, and and what I was saying earlier... Um, it, it you do see like these kind of like Eastern values of perfection. Hmm. Um, because I think in America the way that uh the like bullying of of his friend would have resolved would have been much different than let's get a part time job and teach you the value of hard work. <laughs> yeah, that's not. You know what I mean. That's not a very um Western narrative. Yeah, it I. I I feel like in Western, it definitely would have been like, learn to stand up for yourself. And if you if you show them that you're not afraid of them, then they're going to go away. Mm-hmm. And and this one is like, no. <laughs> learn to have pride in yourself. Yeah, like, you don't have to stand up for yourself in a violent way. You just have to, you know, respect your own work. You just need to respect yourself and figure it out from there. <laughs> But yeah, Sakamoto is always doing like anime stuff like flash stepping and like sword dueling with little hornets and stuff like that. <laughs> it was that one was funny. Um so what's one where you think Sakamoto was accidentally cool? He was cool just because he's kind of an oblivious dude. Um Let's see. Well, he wasn't accidentally cool when he was fighting uh, the Hornet. When he was fighting the Hornet. No. I mean, he was like, I'm just trying to study y'all. Because he was the only one not freaking out. Mm -hmm. So. I think. But then he definitely did sword fight the Hornet. Yeah. I feel like he was accidentally cool when he, like, made his curly haired friend. Uh, And I think he was accidentally cool when he was being an errand boy. Uh, the errand boy one for sure. So he is like, it's weird that he's so cool because he is kind of shown to be 
pretty naive at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets picked up by an upperclassman, and the upperclassman basically is quote unquote like showing discipline to the underclassmen, and he just makes him run a bunch of errands for him. Yeah, and 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 Sakamoto just be- gets overzealous and freaks him out. Yeah, I've uh, I've I've observed this like gopher set up in a lot of different anime oh yeah it's i mean even in in like western children's stuff it can be kind of a a trope of like do stuff for me because i'm older Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. but sakamoto just sometimes he acts like an alien you know where yeah. Where he, he, he acts like he's observing human behavior for the first time sometimes, you know? Um, yeah. I think one of my favorite bits um, in the second half of the second episode, it's um, psychological techniques for romance or something like that. Uh-huh, when... and, and, and there's a girl who every boy in the class loves her. And she's like, well, I can only date the most cool, most popular dude so she sets her eyes on sakamoto who is a hundred percent oblivious to every single advance (laughs) (laughs) um so in that way he's like oblivious there but then he like he gets super calculated and what you mean about like being kind of alien like when it comes to relationships he he picks up her psychology book for like romance and he uses the information he learns from that to make her some friends essentially her... <laughs> so that she'll leave him alone yeah her, her like rival girls become friends with him because he <laughs> pretends to be possessed when they use a like basically a japanese ouija like a... board it okay it is so funny though so this is like a little bit of what you get of sakamoto not being cool and aloof but like a huge weirdo dork which by the way, is not an insult. That is a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, so they, you know, they do the Ouija wrong. And they're like, oh, God, Kokuri is in this room. He's going to curse one of us. And Sakamoto immediately starts acting like a fox. Yeah, apparently the Ouija board operates on fox spirits. It's yeah, it's a fox demon energy. And and he like, he like jumps around like a fox and walks on all fours and like licks his paws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just super weird he just commits to the bit so hard that they believe him and they go through with what he asks of them mm-hmm. i think that's my that's my favorite of the six the six bits mm. do you have a fave do i have a favorite of the six bits let's see here hmm. So what was the first one? I can't quite remember. I know it was the bullies. The first one was the bullies and the hornet. The second one was... uh, No, no. The hornet was the first one of the second episode. No, the first one of the second episode was McDonald's, and the second half of the second episode was the idol girl. And then the third episode was Errand Boy, and then his best friend's mom. Because I I could have sworn that the the JoJo dude didn't show up immediately. I thought he showed up... I think he showed up... Partway through the first episode. I think he was the second half. Yeah, he was the second half. Oh, okay. So the first half was the bullies and the fire. Yeah, and the second half was the hornet. The hornet. And then it was... Yeah, then it was McDonald's, which McDonald's. I think that was my favorite. 
I liked it. I like, um, there's also like a weird amount of continuity in this. Most bit shows do not have continuity for obvious reasons. Yeah, I like the boy from the like very first story coming back in the McDonald's story and asking for his order with a smile from Sakamoto. And that had absolutely (laughs) nothing to do with the plot. It was basically just that like from the first episode he hated Sakamoto and then he was like immediately charmed. Mm-hmm. And Sakamoto's uh friend from McDonald's who with his work money got his hair straightened uh is just who he's talking to. Actually, he was both parts of part 3 because he was in the first half where Sakamoto was an errand boy and he was in the was second half boy. which was about his mom. Yeah, but it, it was nice that, like, they became friends in that episode where he convinced him to get a job. And also, he's like, oh, what should I spend my money on? I've always wanted to have my hair straight. And, like, for the rest of the episodes that we've seen, like, his hair is straight. Right. It's just, like, little small bits like that that are really nice. Mm-hmm. It's, un- like, I don't know why, but I think that this is just, like, a really straightforward example of, like, why continuity matters. Like, it matters because it's like, oh, the amount of attention and time that you put into the previous episodes matters in the future episodes. Yeah, well, and you were saying, I didn't notice this, but in the preview for the fourth episode, um, you said it was a teacher we've seen before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The teacher who comes up and... uh, sees them in the fire situation uh, is the same teacher who's in the episode four preview. Yeah. So, so that's cool too, that they are just kind of like keeping the same characters. Cause he does go to the same school with the same like people. Mm-hmm. It's always the same characters in the same roles in the same seats, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's a thing that I think is cool. Just like little attention to detail. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Um, I guess I would... So your favorite bit is McDonald's. Yeah, because of uh, Sakamoto. It just, like... I think that was the episode where he was the most enigmatic. It was the episode where he made a friend, and it was an episode where, like, he does something that, like, feels out of character, like, working at McDonald's, but, like, he's a cool person, and he doesn't stop being cool just because he, like, works at McDonald's or something. There's nothing elite about his coolness, uh, he just is a handsome guy who works at McDonald's and that attracts customers. <laughs> I think that I think you're right in that it's like nobody in the show like looks at somebody working at McDonald's and is like, oh, you work in fast food? Like, mm, okay. You know how like, I feel like in, in American media, there is definitely like a mm, whatever if you work in fast food or food service at all. Yeah. I I think that a lot of times when fiction is trying to create a, like, cool, cooler, coolest type character like Sakamoto, uh, there is a lot of uh, elitism, either overt... Yeah, like, oh, he he has so much money and he's so cool because he lives in a huge house. Yeah, that usually tanks along with that sort of character, and Sakamoto is cool because he's completely divorced from uh, those tropes of elitism coming along with him. Yeah. Um, and I guess it makes sense that I like the 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 episode with the idol girl the most, because that's the one where he's the dorkiest so far. Yeah, I think that Sakamoto is actually, despite being perfect, he's a more relatable character than uh, others who might compare to him. Yeah, I I do think, like, when we were first watching it, 
before I really had time to think it over, I was like, I don't know if I like Sakamoto as a character because I don't know that he has a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. And and in the first episode, certainly, like he does the cool sword fight with the Hornet, but otherwise he's just like kind of a an aloof, calm dude. Mm-hmm. And then like throughout the episodes, you keep seeing these other sides of him, like him. He really loves animals and he's like not elitist. He he'll he'll go to work with his friends and he helps his friends study. Yeah. And it's it's just a lot of little bits of him you get throughout the episodes. Yeah, you get the sense from him that he is like a a, a genuine person and like this is not yeah. there's no like um there's no like uh what's the word? There's no artifice to him being how he is. He's just being himself. Yeah, and 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 it's funny because it also I I keep mentioning like western versus eastern, but it is very western to be like um in in a lot of like kid shows, you'll see a character try to be cool by being aloof and like I don't care about anything. And you know, they will learn at the end of the episode, oh, the the best way to be cool is to be yourself. Mhm. <laughs> but I think the person that applies most to is Sakamoto because he's so weird and enigmatic. Right, but he just is what he is, you know? He is these traits without it being like uh, a fake cool face that he puts on. Yeah. And and the thing I've been thinking about, especially when you mentioned elitism, and I was thinking about cool in terms of like having money, uh, was Oran High School Host Club. Oh yeah. Where like the main characters who are hosts are super cool because they are like, oh, they're smooth talkers and they have money and they like go on cool vacations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though they're actually um, a bunch of goofballs. They're actually a whole bunch of goofballs and then um you do kind of get that like moral when Haruhi comes in and she's, you know, mm-hmm. poor and isn't specifically a smooth talker, but it's just like a cool, genuine person. <laughs> <laughs> But I think like a lot of people's vision of cool is the 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 side of it where it's like you're trying to be cool. Mm. Mm. Um, and I guess we're not going to talk about our least favorite bit, which was the last part of episode three, which was kind of a bummer to end on. But yeah, it, it was not a very well constructed um, uh, story. Uh, it, it, no, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it kind of relies on some weird tropes. But unfortunate, it's unfortunate, but like, we're still like batting like five out of six successes. So, you know, I guess Sakamoto really isn't perfect. He's not, but you know, it's, it's, it's those bits of imperfection that make him seem more, more genuine, like we were saying, (laughs) which kind of does make him seem more perfect, you know? Hmm. This is a paradox. Uh, uh, one thing I was going to say is that uh, when you were saying uh, that the idol girl bit was your favorite, uh, I was going to say, oh, is it because of that one part? <laughs> Which I think is my favorite like moment in the show, like singular moment so far, where it's just like, to get Sakamoto's attention, now I will just ignore him. Uh, and then he's like, <laughs> wait. And she's like, I got him. But he's actually like, there's a dog on campus there's a dog outside and i was gonna say that's why it's your favorite one that's why you like sakamoto (laughs) wait look at that dog (laughs) perfect 
All right. Do you have a rating then? Um, hmm. There's not. Can... It's a simple enough show that I almost feel like I can't give it the savory rating. I agree. Like I said, I kind of reserve the savory for stuff with uh, an overlying plot. Stuff that makes you think. Not that this doesn't won't have a a plot, but I it, it is pretty much a bit show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it won't have a plot because they did that joke where it was like he can't say his first name on air. Oh yeah, they broke the fourth wall in in my favorite part also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I I don't think so. You seem to disagree with my rating of sweet a lot. But I think that's kind of the assumption that I mean it's childish. And I think this is sweet in like the real way. Yeah, I think that I'm turning, I'm like uh, re- re-evaluating uh, my definitions of the different ratings. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that sweet is actually probably much more of a, a catch-all for good shows than I originally thought. Um, and that uh, there's nothing uh, insulting about getting the sweet rating. Yeah. Um, cause I do think it is a sweet show. I don't know that I'll like go binge watch it. Um, but I do think, uh, so there are some of my friends will be like, Hey, recommend me like a cute show. I'm feeling sad. Or if something happens, I'll be like, Hey, let's watch this. Like, it's really cool and nice. Ah, and you think you would and recommend I, I think, Sakamoto? Yeah, I think this would definitely be a show I would recommend for that. If someone is like feeling down and just wanting to like, mm-hmm watch something nice well there's a lot of other shows that are things that uh i'm waiting to watch with other people so maybe i'll just binge sakamoto (laughs) yeah yeah i think uh your friends that you watch a lot of anime with would really like this oh maybe hmm (laughs) i'll keep that in mind thanks all right so this was our review of haven't you heard i'm sakamoto mm-hmm. um uh you can find us on tbdpodcast.tumblr.com uh in the next week we might be undergoing some changes that might mess with the feed a little bit on itunes uh just bear with us it should get it should get straightened out pretty quickly mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. what are we watching next time oh my gosh I've done it again. Are you going to? Are you going to? We've got a viewer request. We do have a viewer request. How about? We've had this viewer request for a few weeks and we totally forgot about it. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but it's got to be. It's got to be one that I haven't seen, mm-hmm. and I think you've seen all of them. Mm. And I've seen a good bit, but not like the newer ones. Okay, um, you have- Should I just say it? I mean, you're talking about a Scooby-Doo, right? Scooby-Doo. Yeah, we've had this uh, in our back pocket for a, a while now, unfortunately. But <laughs> but we're doing it now. We're actually doing it. Um, but which Scooby-Doo we should watch? Um, a lot of them are very episodic. You've- I've seen a lot of the, like, older Scooby-Doo when I was younger, obviously. And I saw- like five episodes of the 2012 one that's on Netflix. Uh, you mean Mystery Incorporated? I think so. Mm. Oh. The one that you watched all of. 
Hold on, I'm Googling all of the different uh, Scooby-Doo series. I guess we could go, like, original, original. When did the very first Scooby-Doo come out? Hold on. Oh. 1969. Yeah, a long time ago. I'm not sure I've seen that one. I'm pretty sure you've seen that one. You are? Well, yeah, I like some episodes here and there, but I didn't watch it, like, in order. How about we just say, we're watching Scooby-Doo next time, and then we do some research (laughs) between this and the next episode, and when y'all see the title for next week's episode, you'll know what we're watching. (laughs) You'll know which Scooby-Doo. Alright, look forward to that. Bye. Bye.